the text for tonight is going to be Genesis 1, uh, 3 through 5. Genesis 1, 3 through 5. Uh, but I got a bunch that I'm going to share with you. But is anybody uh, afraid of the dark in here tonight? You guys afraid of the dark? No? Nobody's afraid of the dark? You guys are all lying. Afraid of the dark. Every one of you. Every one of you are not telling the truth. You turn them lights on. You hear a noise. You start turning lights on, right? Don't, try, don't mess with me. You turn the lights on. Well, I got this terrifying story. When I was about, what, what, what were we, about 12, 13? About 12 or 13 years old. Many of you know me and Marlon go way back. We've been best friends since third grade. And uh, uh, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. But phones used to be attached to the wall. And, and, and you could go get a special cord. All the millennials in the house all, uh, are like, what? Yeah, uh, but the Gen Xers and, and the boomers know what I'm talking about. You go get a special cord back in the day. How many know the special cord? That cord, that cord could go down the hall, turn right, go up the stairs, turn down that hall, go into the... They, they made cords, they made cords like 200 feet long back in our day because you were tethered to the wall. You could only go as far as the cord would allow. Well, we were on the phone one night and no, my, uh, my mom wasn't there uh, this evening. I, I, don't know, I don't know what was going on. But we were home. I was home alone, and I lived about two or three blocks away. It was about three blocks away from Marlon, and we're on the phone, and, and we're talking and, uh, you know, just hanging out uh, like you did at 12. What are we talking about at 12 or 13 years old that we got to be on the phone for that long? I don't know, but we were talking, and we were talking, and I heard a noise. I heard a noise from the basement. Now, my bedroom was in the basement, so... I, I had grown accustomed to turning the lights on and keeping the lights on. So nobody wants to go in a creepy basement in the dark, right? A, a basement in the dark is scarier than a kitchen in the dark. Base, basement, you, I don't know. For some reason, there might be rats down there, raccoons. There might be a bear. I don't know. But I got accustomed to when I left my bedroom, I turned the lights on, Jack. I made sure I was certain of it. There was, no, there was no questioning whether or not the lights were on. The lights were on. When I went upstairs, the lights were on. Everybody understand that? Lights were on. I turned the lights on. I was upstairs talking on the phone. I heard a noise. I said, Marlon, I heard a noise. I'm going to go see what it is. I take the phone. I walked down the hall, I turned down. Now, no, no, the stairs was one of those stairs where you go down some stairs, and then there's some more stairs. You see me? You see me? Right? Now, the light, the light, the light was one of those lights where you could turn it on upstairs, and if you went downstairs, you have to walk about five steps, and then you clink, clink. It wasn't a, it wasn't a click, click. It was a clink, clink. It was a string on it. Some of y'all don't know what that is. They had lights back in the day with strings hanging from them. And you would pull the string. And the string would make a noise. It would go clink, clink. Right? Now the clink, clink is very important to the story. So I heard a noise. Go over there. I'm on the phone. I noticed that the light was off. I left. What, what happened? What, when I came upstairs, what was the light? The light was on. I looked down. 
I just looked down because I heard a noise. I said, Marlon, I heard a noise. And the lights are off. Turn the lights on, Troy. It's okay. So I turn the lights on. I turn the lights on. And then I heard clinking. And the lights, the lights went back off, y'all. The lights went off. I was terrified for a moment, but I thought, maybe someone's down there messing with me. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. So one more time, I turned them back on. And as fast as I turned them back on, I heard the downstairs. They said, clink, clink. You didn't have to say no more. Martin, I'm coming to your house. Bye. I hit the front door, never stopped running. Come to find out, somebody broke in my house and was in the basement. Came back, the windows was open. I know! I was terrified, man. I was terrified. Now just imagine, I had to live with that. I had to go back down there and sleep that night. I was terrified. So don't tell me you're not afraid of the dark. We're all afraid of the dark. Every last one of us are afraid of the dark. You know why? You know why he turned the light off? Because your enemy, he's exposed with the light on. He's exposed. So he has to make sure he operates under the cloak of darkness. So, so if he's your enemy, then what he's going to do, you're going to turn the lights on, clink, clink. He's going to turn the lights on. You're going to turn the lights on, clink, clink. He's going to turn the lights off. He's going to try to intimidate you. He's going to try to scare you. But the one thing he's going to try to get you to do is to abide in his realm. To grow comfortable, to grow complacent, to, be, to, be, to normalize the darkness in the basements. Not, not, you just, you're going to have to make up your mind and you're going to have to convince yourself, you're going to have to tell yourself that, that you are a child of light. You're a child of light, regardless of how dark it seems in the moments, it's in the darkness of those moments where you must be, you must be persistent to keep turning the lights on. I don't care how many times he turns it off, you gotta turn him back on. I don't care, turn, turn him back on. Just play that game all day until the lights stay on. Because he wants to convince you that you are cursed, that you are disqualified, that you are ruined, that, that you can't be rescued, that you have ruined your life. You know, it's funny how the enemy will attack you. You'll get a word from God, and the enemy will hear that word from God that brings light to your life, and the enemy will take the word, and he'll try to bring a curse to the word. Let me, give you a first, let, me, let me show you how this happened to me the other day. I was in a conference not long ago, and in this conference, they, they, uh, one of the speakers, I think it was a, a Jensen Franklin, Jensen Franklin began to talk about, uh, I think it was the third or the fourth plague, and how uh, of... of, of of Pharaoh, 
in Egypt and how God allowed Egypt and Israel to experience the same plagues up until the flies. I think it was the third or the fourth plague. But right around the third or the fourth plague, the flies. Remember the flies? When the flies came, God said, there's going to be a separation now. He said, there's going to be a separation. There's going to be this, this, this separation between Goshen and Egypt. And there's going to be flies in Egypt. But in Israel, in Goshen, it's a no-fly zone. There's going to be no fly. And, then, you know, and that's a word. You know, I, I thought, oh, that's good. I like that. No-fly zone. So, you know, so, so no flies. You know, this is a no-fly zone. Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know? So I got that word. I felt encouraged by that word while I was there. I thought, oh, that's a good word. And, yeah, I just believed that. And there was more attached to it. And I get, I get to my office. I get to my office. The, the next week, I get to my office. And I walk in my office. And you know what I see? There are flies everywhere. Almost like a plague. And, and immediately, I'm like, oh, no. And, and you could take a word. And you could begin to see the word. You could begin to look at the word from the darkness rather than the light. Because the enemy, the enemy just, he, he wants to live there. He wants to condemn you, shame you. He wants to disqualify you. So he, he, a word will come to you that will bring light, but then he'll use that same word, and he'll, he'll bring it from a perspective of darkness to try to condemn you. He knows that his only play is for you to play yourself. He, he, he can't play you. Only you can play you if you're in Christ. So he tries to get you to play you. And I saw those flies, and for a moment there, I entertained the darkness. For a moment, I walked into the darkness, and I, and I, felt, I felt the darkness. And then I looked down, and I, you know what I saw? I said, I saw a bunch of dead flies. And I said, ain't that right? I said, Becca, look, this is a no-fly zone. They can't even fly in here. Look around. They, they die. A fly will try to come in here, and a fly will die as soon as it comes in here. So you got to turn that thing around, and you got you to declare. you got to declare the light because the enemy... He wants you to condemn you. Amen? Let me, let me prime you a little bit before I, I go straight to my text. Hebrews 1.3. I want you to see this. Hebrews 1.3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. What is, what is Jesus? Here, Jesus. What is Jesus? I want you to see what Jesus is. What is he? He's the brightness of his glory. What is Jesus? He's the brightness. He's, so Jesus, there's no darkness in him. He's the brightness of the glory of the Father. Come on, you need to, you need to declare that over yourself tonight. I am, the bright, I am the brightness of the glory of the Father. I'm the express image. I am the image. I am, I am the image. I am righteousness in Christ Jesus. I am, I am brightness. My, my life is brightness. My existence is brightness. I live in the brightness of Christ. Proverbs 4, 18. Check this out. The way of the righteous. Look at this. The way of the righteous is like what? The first gleam of dawn, which shines what? Ever brighter until the full light of day. You see what that's saying about you and me? You see what it's saying? It's saying, it's saying the way of the righteous doesn't grow darker. The way, doesn't matter what darkness you're in tonight. I'm telling you, I realize there are dark circumstances. There are dark situations. There are dark times in your life. But what I want you to grab hold of tonight is that the way of the righteous is, is the first, it's like the first gleam of dawn. It's the, it's the shining gleam of dawn that 
breaks and pierces the darkness of the night, and it shines what? Brighter and brighter until the full light of day. It doesn't diminish in light. It gets greater. It grows, it grows more hopeful, more expectant, better, more gooder, more gooder than yesterday. It's more gooder. Your life is getting more gooder than it was yesterday. Haggai 2.9, we know this scripture. Haggai 2.9, you know this one. The future glory. So, so the, what's, coming, what's coming tomorrow, your future, is what? This temple is going to be what? Greater. So the glory, so the fu- your future is not going to diminish in glory. It's going to get greater in glory. He said, he said your tomorrow might have been your yesterday might have been full of darkness, but I want you to know that the glory that's in front of you is not to be compared with the glory. that. And, 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 and don't get stuck on the light of yesterday. Don't, don't get stuck. Oh, the good old, take us back to the good old days. God has a better day. He has a better day than your, than your better day past. He has a better day tomorrow that he wants you to keep pressing towards. Luke, look at this, Luke 1, 78 to 79. And this is, uh, this is uh, I don't know what the GW translation is, but that's what it is. It says, a new day will dawn on us from above because our God is loving and merciful. He will give light to those who live in the dark and in death's shadow. What will he give you? If you're in the dark tonight, What's he going to do? He's going to turn on the light. He's going to turn the light on for you who live in the dark and in death's shadows, and he will guide you into the way of peace. And I could go on from there, but Genesis 8, 12, we'll, we'll, we'll stop here with the priming. But Genesis, or, uh, John 8, verse 12 says, look at this. Then Jesus spoke to them again, and what did he say? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He said, I'm the light of the word. Have you got me? You're not walking in darkness anymore. You have the light of life. Go to Genesis 1. I want to start a little sooner than what I said. Genesis 1. This is the text for tonight. I want to show you something real fast. Genesis 1. Let's start in verse, let's start in verse 2, if you guys can do that. You know this, you know this text, but it says the earth was without form and it was void and darkness was on the face of the deep. What was there? Darkness was there. There was darkness there. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. The first thing I want to share with you tonight is that you will never have to prophesy darkness. Darkness will just be. Darkness is going to be there no matter what. 
I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you that you don't have to ask for darkness. Darkness is just going to show up in life. I'm telling you that darkness is going to be in the people that are around you in life. Darkness, you will not have to prophesy darkness. Darkness will do you the favor of just showing up. But when God hovered over the darkness, it says that God hovered over it, but he did not allow darkness to stay. God prophesied light to the darkness. He said, he said to the darkness that he was looking at, he said, let light come. I share that with you tonight because I want you to recognize that darkness will prevail where light is not prophesied. Whatever darkness that is, is existing in your life, is, you give it passive permission to exist if you don't aggressively start turning on the lights with your prophetic utterance of saying, Jesus, come, Jesus, come. What is Jesus? He's the light of the world. I declare the presence of Jesus in this situation. I declare the presence of Jesus in this darkness. I declare the presence of Jesus over in that dark corner. I declare the presence of Jesus in the fifth row. I declare the presence of Jesus in the closet. I declare the presence of Jesus in my marriage. I declare the presence of Jesus over my health. I declare the presence of Jesus over my health. I declare the presence, because the darkness this is just going to come, and it's just going to come, and it's just going to come. And when God saw the darkness there as he hovered over top of it, he said, then God said. And God, as a child of God, you got to get used to saying to the darkness, light come. Jesus, I invite you to come into this darkness right now. You are the light of the world. You promised me that I would never walk in darkness with your presence. So I speak to the darkness right now, and I declare the presence of Jesus to come. Come, Jesus. But where there, but by passivity, we give permission for darkness to hover. Darkness hovers where we don't prophesy. Darkness hovers where we don't interject the presence of the one who burns like fire. Put Jesus in darkness. But you have to be conscious. You have to prophesy to it. we got to start speaking to it. Speak to it while you're driving. Speak to it while you're in the shower. Speak to the darkness. You got to speak to it. You got to declare, Jesus, you go, you go sit down. You go sit down with my children right now, wherever they are. Go sit down right next to them. Jesus, go sit in that place. You are the light of the world. Secondly, what I want you to see is God divided. God divided. Look what it says in verse 4. God saw the light. The light was what? The light was good. And God divided the light then. God divided the light from the darkness. God will not, so, so God will not allow light to dwell with dark. He said, once, once Jesus is born in the heart of the believer, he will not permit the believer to be comfortable in darkness. You be afraid of the dark. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. He'll make you uncomfortable with darkness. 
The light of Christ will bring division to your spirit, to your soul. What did he say the word is? He said, my word is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it brings division. It brings division to soul and spirit. It cuts away that which does not belong in the spirit. So God will bring division to your life. He won't allow a child of light that walks in the light of Christ to be comfortable with darkness hidden in their inside pocket. He won't allow you to be comfortable looking at that. He won't allow you to be comfortable saying that. He won't allow you to be comfortable drinking that. He won't allow you to be comfortable going there. He won't allow, he will, he will divide. God will, look at, God will bring division, and division hurts. Division, division is painful. You try to separate, you try to separate that which has like been a part of you for so long and then you try to, you try to cut it away, you try to slide, that's painful. But God's committed. God will not allow his children to abide in darkness. He will keep bringing the light, keep shining the light. So he does what? He divides. You know, it's interesting. I've been around church for a minute. And, you know, the, the prosperity gospel. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I, I feel like. It was necessary to some degree for the church to understand that uh, poverty is not a blessing, but <laughs> either way. Uh, but but, but what, I, what I see is a lot of times us asking God to multiply us before he divides us. We want God to bless us before he divides us. And it is God's grace that will not multiply your darkness. It is his goodness and his mercy that comes to you and says, no, 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 not yet. You ain't ready for that yet. I can't take you into the place I've called you to be. I have called you to that. And there is a place of multiplication in your future. There is a greater anointing for you. There is a blessing. There is, there is a goodness. In a, but I can't give it to you yet because I'm not done dividing the darkness from you because I can't multiply the darkness inside of you. I can't bless the darkness inside of you. So, so, so he'll turn our prayers into God search me. God search me. God humble me. God run through my mind. God search the, 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 the heart of my, of my soul and remove anything that does not belong there because I cannot afford to walk in multiplied darkness. I must, if I'm going to walk, God, I must walk in. The, I must have division before I allow you to add to my life. So God divide me. Everybody say, God divide me. Ah. Oh. You're serious. You're serious Wednesday night crowd. God, divide me. God, divide me. I want the anointing. I want greater anointing, God, but you got, but I can't, but I can't get greater anointing. I need you to divide me, God. I need you to humble me without humiliating me, God. 
I need you to take away that which does not belong. Take away the longings of it. Take away, make me sick when I look at it, God. Make me nauseous when I talk about it. Make me, make, make my, divide my soul, God. I give you permission to come into my mind, my will, and my emotions and divide me, God. I'm asking you to cut me where I have darkness in me. Cut it out. Cut it out. Take your word and cut it out of me. And then I, I close with this. So, so God, God does not prophesy darkness. He prophesies light to your future. Right? So, so God, God says to your future, it's bright. God will not allow Light and dark, to dwell together, he will divide it. He will divide it. He'll bring division before it brings multiplication. So stop praying for multiplication. Start praying for division. Like division, division will cut you down to the lowest common denominator. Right? That's the job of division. Get you, cut you down to where the only thing that's there is the good stuff. Cut me down. God, God cut away all, all the, cut it all away, all the longing, cut it away. So you got to prophesy to the darkness. God prophesies light to your future, not darkness. Darkness is there. You got to ask God to, God, divide me. Don't multiply me before you divide me. And then lastly, It was, a, it was a few years ago that, uh, I don't know, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a heavy time, you know. It was a dark time. It was a dark time. And uh, it was right around when Dad retired. And uh, people was leaving. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's funny now. What's funny then? Uh, but... Uh, when it's dark, I just want you to know, when it gets dark, don't go looking to people. Amen. You hear me? <laughs> like I, that's my homie, but don't go looking to, don't go looking to Marlon, Troy, when it gets dark. Don't go looking to him. When it gets dark, I put my strength and hope in the Lord. Marlon can't make light. Only God can make light. And it got dark. Lights turned off, man, for a minute. <laughs> People was running out the door. You know, you start, you start thinking, man, I don't think I'm anointed. I don't think I could do this. I don't think God, I don't think you called me to do this. I don't think there's a call of God on my life for this. I'm, I'm seriously reconsidering what you called me to do, that vision you put. Like, I, I don't know, God. Maybe, maybe you got it wrong, God. You know, maybe you got it wrong. And, and it's funny because when uh, darkness comes, it'll start multiplying real fast on you. Might it get dark, but you think it can't get no darker, right? And then the darker gets dark. It gets dark. I've been in the woods sometimes when the moon's not out. It's dark, dark. It's dark, dark, dark. Can't see this. Can't see what? It's dark. Then things start making noises in the woods. Scary in the woods when the, <laughs> it's scary to be in the wilderness when it gets dark. Yes, 
And you think it can't get no darker, but it gets darker. And if you're not, if you're not careful, you start panicking because of the darkness. Because I ain't afraid of the dark. I'm not telling you, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. But he made you a child of light, and you're not supposed to live in the darkness. The enemy dwells in darkness. And just when I think it couldn't get any dark, darker, they came to me and said, Troy, we missed budget by $20,000. I said, well, well, what came in? And they said, when you, you might think that's a lot, but your weekly budget, you know, your weekly bills are like 50000 Our electric bills combined with all of our campuses is like $15,000. No, more than that. It's like twenty. Here in Lorraine, it's like ten, And then the other, yeah. So, miss, and I, and I immediately, like, I could tell everybody, the darkness multiplied and everybody was swallowed by it. You could just see it. It's just, so as a child of light, man, you got to be careful. You got to be real careful. And, and uh, they told me, they said, well, I think they said 12,000 came in. And it was like God, God turned lights on. He said, he said, bless the 12. He said, bless the 12. So immediately I said, oh, well, praise the Lord. 12,000? I mean, guys, look at that. <laughs> and I don't know if they, I don't pay all the way believe me, you know, like, but I was like, man, all right. Well, 12,000 is better than no thousands. You know what I mean? I was like, that's great. Like, one is greater than none. I went into the hole, you know, like, like God's going to supply all of our needs. But I, I was really smoking what I was selling, man. I was really believing it. I really believe God turned on the lights, man. I was there. I was like, yeah, man, $12,000, that's awesome. Just, just think about what God's going to do this next Sunday, man. Like, it's going to get greater and greater. And, and the point of that story is, to like, don't get swallowed up by your darkness. Don't allow darkness to... And make your mouth say things that aren't true because God don't see it the way you see it. And that's what God said to me. He said, Troy, they, they all see it the way the world sees it, but I want you to see the way I see it. I can do more with a dollar than they can with 30,000. I can do more with a dollar, Troy. A dollar in the light is worth more than 30 in the dark. I just want you to know, if you'll just get your perspective, turn on the lights. And so I said, okay. He said, because I, I don't see it the way you see it. And I want you to hear me. God don't see it the way you see it, the way I see it. I'm going to show you something. Genesis. Verse 5, it said, God called the light. What did he call it? What did he call the light? He called it the day. And the darkness he called night. Underline this in your Bible. So the evening... And the morning with the first day. Did you catch it? That's not how we count a day. We don't count days from darkness to light. Child, child of the most high God. 
we on the earth count our days from the moment we wake up, the sun rises to the sun sets. The sun rises to the sun sets. We count our days from sun up to sun down. God said, no, no, I count it from sun down to sun up. And I want you to hear me tonight. I'm not diminishing the darkness you're in, but what I do want to tell you tonight is God don't see it the way we see it. God sees it getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And you might be in the darkest, you might be in the darkest time of your day. You might be at midnight tonight, but God counts it from midnight to the dawning of the morning. God sees your tomorrow getting better. God says the, your latter glory is greater than your former glory. What happened in the midnight hour is nothing to be compared. The morning's coming. Joy is coming in the morning. I just want you to know the morning's about to break the sky. The sun is about to rise. I want you to know that it's going to get better. God's glory is coming over your tomorrow. Your kids are going to, they're coming back to the Lord. Your marriage is going to be restored. God says your tomorrow is getting better. So let me go back now. Let me go back now and read those scriptures for you. Here's what it says. Hebrews 1 verse 3 says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Jesus is the brightness of the glory of the Father. Proverbs 4, 18 says, the way of the righteous is what? Like a gleam of dawn. The way of the righteous, you're walking in light. You're walking in more 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 light. Your days go brighter and brighter. Haggai, your future glory is greater than your past glory. Luke 1, 78 to 79. A new day will dawn. And I know it was dark yesterday. I know it was dark last night. But God promises you, a new day will dawn. A new day will dawn. And the dawn, look, man. The dawn, if you've ever seen the sun rise, there's something real special about the softness of the light in the morning when it pierces the darkness. There's something real hopeful about sitting in the dark and watching the lights turn on, watching the forest come back to life, watching all of creation begin to sing the glory of a brand new day. And I'm telling you, it's time for the church to begin to become hopeful again for the brand new day. God's given us a brand new day, a brand new season. It's full of brightness. It's full of glory. It's full of hope. He said, I've given you a hope and a future. I've given you a promise that's going to grow ever brighter until that day. He says, the temple, he says, the dawn, a new day will dawn on us from above because our God, he's loving and merciful. He'll give light to those who live in the dark and in death's shadow. He will guide us into the way of peace. And Jesus spoke to them again, and he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Please stand to your feet with me as we close tonight. Come on, if you're experiencing darkness today of any kind, I encourage you to meditate on these verses. I want you to know that God is always moving you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He's moving you out of sickness and into healing. Out of that wheelchair 
into crutches and eventually walking on your own. You got you to begin to, to prophesy. To the, don't give permission for darkness to exist anywhere in your life. If you see darkness dwelling in your marriage, prophesy, prophesy the light of Christ. Say, let there be light. You're coming out of depression and into joy, out of addiction and into freedom, out of confusion and into clarity, out of lack and into plenty. Your future is hopeful and bright. Jesus is the light. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the light of Christ. For each and every one of us tonight that are here, I pray light to darkness tonight. I prophesy to your darkness. Long-standing midnight hour darkness, I prophesy the light of Christ. Let the dawn break the darkness now. Right now, word of the Lord, come to your children. Holy Spirit, bring comfort and assurance. They're coming back. You're being healed. Your hope is increasing. God's not done. God's not done. Come on, God's not done. Just because it's dark, that doesn't mean God's done. God's not done. Just because it hasn't, just because it hasn't looked the way you thought it should look, God's not done. Just because the lights are off and it's dark, God is not done. He commands the sun to rise in its time, and I declare there is a rising of sun upon your life. The sun, the S-O-N, Jesus, the rising of Jesus in every dark situation, every circumstance, every crevice, every corner, every dark, every dark moment, every, every memory of darkness now, take it away in Jesus' name. We rebuke fear now and doubt in this house. We command the light of Christ to come to every crevice and corner of our mind that would remember the darkness that, that creates panic in our heart. God, we bless your people tonight. Give them, give them light. Turn the lights on. The enemy will turn it off. Turn the lights on. The enemy will turn it off. Turn the lights back on. Turn the lights back on. Turn the lights back on. I pray every time you turn the lights on, every time you turn the lights on, you see the light of Christ flooding the darkness. Flood the darkness now with the light of Christ. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on for your family. Turn the lights on for your children. We're turning the lights on for this generation. Turn the lights on for this city, this church. Turn the lights on. We turn the lights on tonight. You're here tonight watching online. Never surrendered your heart fully to Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Church, begin to pray. Father, we just ask you now, Jesus, we ask you to forgive us of our sin. Forgive me, Jesus. I repent. Come into my heart. Make me brand new. I give you my life. Take it now. Change the world. All for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you put your hands together for Jesus tonight? Amen. We love you. We're praying for you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. Thank you for coming out tonight. We bless you.